They said that we believe the word of God or we don't. But we do believe in the word of God. And uh, so stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Thanks, Pastor. <clears throat> I want you to speak to your body tonight. And we're going to be going into the word. But I want you to speak to your body. No matter what's there now, I need you to speak to your body. Um, Psalm 103. I'm not saying say anything now. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. He's speaking to his soul. Speak to your body. Now, Isaiah uh, 53, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Now, in First Peter uh, chapter 2, verse 24, he says, with his stripes, ye, you were healed. You were healed. I don't care what's in your body. don't care what's in my body. Tonight we are going to speak to our bodies. We did that before. One of the things, one of the words I hear a lot is cancer. You hear it a lot. Cancer, cancer, cancer all the time. I want you to declare to your body. In the name of Jesus, that that's not your portion. And as you go into the word tonight, you realize from the word, we have to believe the book. You realize from the word that when you say it, you are giving your body the permission to reject everything that's cancer. Or any kind of disease. And if it's coming, it's going to die. And let go of your body. And no matter what you feel, no matter what you think, what the doctor says, that's okay. They know the facts. They give us the facts. But the truth is, by his stripes, we were healed. So speak to that body. And I'm doing the same thing. Cancer is not permitted in this body. This is the temple of the living God. Sickness and disease is not permitted in this body. We are free. The Bible says, sin shall not have dominion over you. It's the same way because Jesus bore our sins. And for that reason, sin cannot have dominion over me. In the same way, he bore my sickness. And no sickness can have dominion over me as long as Jesus lives. So speak to that body by faith in the name of Jesus, telling your body to fall in line. With the word of God. So say with me. I am redeemed from the curse. My body will receive nothing like the curse. I speak to my body. Sickness and disease. You are not permitted to be in my body. I reject you. I renounce you. Cancer. You cannot live in my body. I am free from every sickness and disease in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Do you really believe that? God says, 
It works. Many of us who are very good when the doctor says, take your medicine three times a day. Amen. And you take it in the morning, nothing seems to change. But you don't doubt the doctor. You still take it in the afternoon and you take it in the evening and you keep doing it till doctor, until you get a chance to tell doctor, I'm doing it. He's not working. Why are you doing what a man says and you won't take the prescription from the scriptures? Just I did it once, pastor. It's not working. So I quit. That's your problem. That's why the doctor says, how often have you taken it? Well, I tried it the first time and it didn't work. Doctor says, I told you to take it three times a day, every day in the week. Yes, sir. And you go back and you do it. But when God tells you, you feel like you have a reason not to do it. Because it didn't work the first time. Amen. I like the way you're looking at me because all of us are guilty. <laughs> okay. We're all guilty. But we got to do it. Just like we listen to the doctor, Dr. Jesus says, speak to your body. Speak to your body. If the head could not be sick, if the vine cannot, is not sick, how come the branches are sick? If the branch is sick, it's a clear indication the vine is also sick. Okay? Don't look at me that way. So we need to believe what God says and stand on God's word. No matter what your body tells you. And I'm going to come back to that. I don't know if it's Sunday message or this message. But why we look not at the things that are seen, but the things which are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporal. But the things that are not seen are eternal. And I'm going to put this. If it says why we look not at the things that are seen, that means they're there. God said don't look at them. Ignore them. Act as if they're not there. Because they are just temporary. According to God's word. I'm making you guys stand so much. So give me 54. Isaiah 50 verse 4, please. And 5. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Last week I talked about how uh, Isaac, after he had blessed uh, Jacob, and because Jacob deceived him, and uh, he felt Jacob and smelled Jacob, and he said, "Mind the smell of my son. How beautiful!" And he blessed him, and then all of a sudden, he, uh, I mean, he blessed uh, Jacob. Yeah. Then Esau showed up, and he recognized the voice, and he says he trembled exceedingly. He was so afraid because I have already blessed this man that I thought was Esau. And I cannot take it back. I spoke those words of blessing upon Jacob, thinking it was Esau. But just because he thought he was blessing Esau didn't matter. The one to whom he spoke those words, the words remain. 
The works is trembled. Why was it trembling? Because he could do nothing about it. He said, I blessed him and he will remain blessed. Genesis 27, 33 makes it very clear. And then when Jacob was about to die, he said, call my sons. It was a tradition. Call my sons. I'm going to speak over them. Who told us to stop doing those things? Where did we get the, the idea that we could stop? Every word they spoke on their sons, that's exactly what happened to them. And guess what? He was even thinking about in his mind. He says, Ruben, you did this to me, and so this you're not going to have a part. Remember that? He took into consideration what his son did to him. So don't tell me he was hearing from God, so he spoke. No, he took into consideration. He spoke about Levi. He said, you guys are so, so mad, so you won't have a portion in the land. So they became priests. They didn't have a home. He spoke it over them, not knowing what God was going to do in the future. And exactly what he spoke happened. The words of your mouth. The words that we speak. And many times I believe Satan puts circumstances into our lives, brings in circumstances into our lives, and, and you have so much pressure. And, and you feel this is the way it is. And you're going by your feelings. And how things are happening to you, everything that's happening here, at work, at home, and everything, and then all of a sudden you change your confession. But Jesus is the high priest, we're coming to that, of our confession. That's one of the things he has to offer to his father. Your confession. What you say from your mouth. And they better line it with the word of God. Jacob prophesied uh, to Judah. He says, the scepter shall not depart from Judah. Nor a lawgiver... That's Jesus. A lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh comes. That's the one that has the right to take the mantle and govern the whole world. Shiloh, that's Jesus coming. Until Shiloh, that's Jesus. Jacob spoke to Judah and that's exactly what happened. A lot of different events that happened to, with Judah and all of that. But eventually, Jesus came through that. Those words were spoken. Every word of God contains God's faith. Every word of God contains God's faith. In Romans 10 verse 7 it says, So then faith comes by hearing. How many know that scripture? We all know that scripture, right? Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So the word of God is a carrier of God's faith. So if faith's coming, that means faith was not there. Before you hear, faith hasn't, before you heard the word of God, you have no faith. Not biblical faith. Because faith only comes. Through the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So if faith comes, that means faith was not there before faith came. So faith only comes through 
the word of God. You can't just stay there and muster something inside of you to have biblical faith. It doesn't work that way. The only way it works, if you are going to have the faith that works with God, you must have heard the word. You can't muster it up from inside of you. It's not there. The only way it gets to you is through the word of God. And until you hear the word of God, you can't have biblical faith. It's impossible to have biblical faith without hearing the word of God. Because the word of God is the carrier of biblical faith. You want a miracle. You want God to move. Because without faith, God doesn't move. If you want God to move, hear the word. Because that's the carrier of faith. He does everything. He gives you the word and through the word he deposits faith in your heart. And you act on that faith in your heart. Because once you receive it, you act on it. If you have biblical faith, you act. You can but act. So faith, the carrier of faith is the word of God. But notice something. He says, faith comes by having heard the word of God. No. That's the mistake. Faith comes by hearing. And that's continuous. Oh, pastor, I already heard that before. I don't want to go to church. He's going to speak about that message. I've already heard it. You made a mistake. You made a mistake. You think you still have faith now? God's used me with, in healing. But if I want to go out to minister healing, I soak myself in scriptures. I get books. I listen. I know God's giving me the gift. I know. We always believe, you know, the gift. there is the gift of God. When God uses you in his gift, you don't have much to do. He, he walks through you. But when you have to walk or live by faith, you need the word. And I'm aware of that. I'm going to pray for the sick today. I made up my mind. I'm going to pray. God's going to move. I'm going to speak the word. But I need to soak myself in the word so that I lose the fear and have the faith of God in me so that I'm at peace when I come, not anxious, that I'm wondering whether God is going to move. The word of God strengthens you inside and you feel, I already got it. I don't worry about it. God's going to do it. You have to soak yourself in the word. Otherwise, you're going to be afraid. And, and you wonder. <laughs> and every time you wonder, you remember the Bible says the double-minded man is unstable in all his way. He can't receive anything. But when you've soaked yourself in the word and God has really touched you through the word, you come in, you're feeling that much faith. I remember we had a healing service here. And I was walking in. There was a woman, maybe if you remember, she saw my tie first. She said, your tie is red. She was blind. She stopped me. They stopped me. This pastor. And she says, I'm, I'm blind. And, and, and I came for healing. You know, that's a, uh, a very anxious moment. But I was I said, okay, when the time comes, you come up. We're going to pray for you. Because God, I have been soaking myself in the word. It's not you. It's the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. Just because you've heard one time doesn't mean you shouldn't hear again. He wants to develop strong faith. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Constantly hearing the word of God concerning a given area. 
Because the word is the carrier of faith. No word, no faith. Just hearing the word one time is not enough. Sometimes hearing from different individuals is good. It's the same word of God. And then your faith is built. And then you lose the fear. Because the opposite of faith is fear. But you never get there until you hear the word. We hear this, we know the scripture a lot. Faith comes by hearing. That's clear. You can't have faith outside of hearing the word of God. So those who stay at home and not ever, never hearing the word of God, when they need faith, is not there. God help you to ride on another person's faith. If you haven't been exercising your muscles, you know what's going to happen. It's weak. You can't pick up anything much. It's the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. There's another word that says the word of God is seed. The word of God is seed. Jesus made it very clear to us. In Luke chapter 8 verse 11, he says, this is a parable. In other words, I'm giving you the way the kingdom works. The kingdom, the kingdom of God. The seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. What do you do with seed? You sow it. So the word of God has what you need. It's a seed. If you want corn, you plant corn. If you have corn in your hand and you stare at the corn all year round, you won't get any fruit from it. Nothing. You got to sow it. How do you sow the seed? Speak it. Speak the seed. Jesus said, a sower went forth to sow. Right? What was he doing? He's speaking the word of God, right? That's the parable, right? He went about to sow. Some fell on the wayside. He's just spreading seed. Was, was Jesus talking about corn? No. Words. The gospel of the kingdom. Seed. You sow the seed of the kingdom by speaking. And then you can get fruit. The word of God is seed. And until you sow it, you have no produce. You have no harvest. The word of God is the seed. God has made it that way. The word of God is seed. You know, God has given so many promises to us. Now, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, it says how God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Chapter 1 verse 3, with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now, you know where they are? Heavenly places. But where do you need it? The earthly places. How do you get it? Take the heavenly seed and sow it on the earth to get a produce. God's done that for us. Every promise of God has the seed in it to produce it. Every promise of God. And so if you are 
if you're having problems with your health, there is the Word of God that addresses your health. And that's this, the Word is seed. That promise in the Word of God has the seed for you to receive a harvest, which means your health. But you got to sow it. How do you sow it? This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Every promise shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate, meaning mortar it to yourself, day and night. That you may observe to do all that is written in it. The only way you will be able to observe to do all that is written in it is if you speak it. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. So if it's not departing from your mouth, you don't have room to speak any other kind of words. But only what God speaks. And I said last time, Jesus was like that. He said, I only speak the word that I hear from my Father. I say no other words. The words you're hearing from me, they're not mine. I'm just speaking what the Father told me to speak. No other words. No wonder. No wonder he was so successful. And guess what? The words he spoke then, he still changed in life today. The words are eternal. The words never die. The words still changing lives. He's the word of God, eternal word of God that created the universe. He's the same word, whether it comes from God's mouth or it's coming from your mouth. With God's kind of faith, you accomplish the same purpose. Those who understand it and those to whom God has given the secret, they know they can speak the word of God. They can say things just like Jacob did with his son and Isaac. They know they can, they know they can speak and things will happen. Every promise of God, as God gives us the word in the scripture, has seed in it. The word is seed. And if you sow the seed, you reap a harvest. How do you sow? Like I said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do all. The only way you can observe to do is to speak it. And then you will make your way prosperous. Who is going to make your way prosperous? You will make your way prosperous because you have been sowing seed with your mouth. You will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. You know, there is good success and there is bad success. Bad success is you have a lot of money and you got food, but you can't eat. You're sick. There's a woman that was donating to some uh, Senator Edwards campaign years ago. She's a multimillionaire or billionaire, but she lived in the hospital. She had a mention that she was so sick, that's the hospital, it's her house. You want to find her, go to the hospital, that's where she lives. That's not good success. That's not good success. But God says, 
when you're speaking the word, the kind of success you have will be what? Good success. You make your way prosperous and then you have good success. Every word of God, every promise of God comes with a seal. The word of God to accomplish what he says. You see, you need to understand something. I'm beginning to understand the way God works. God will continue to say something over and over again before it happens. He says God never does anything on the earth because that's the way it works on the earth. God doesn't do anything on the earth until he has revealed it to his prophet. Why? He wants them to speak it. Because until they speak it on the earth, it's not going to happen. And so the prophets, they hear the word and they speak it. They'll speak it on the earth. And it keeps going on. 750 years, God spoke to uh, uh, Isaiah. And Isaiah said, a woman, you know, a virgin will conceive and give birth to a child. God was so, why do you have to tell her? Just do it. No, God doesn't work that way. He speaks it first and then he does it. He had to send the angel to Mary to speak the words. And Mary said, just as you've spoken, let it happen to me. She allowed the word and that was it. God had to send significant things. We talked about this last week. God had to send an angel to Zechariah to speak the word, to reverse the barrenness in his wife. And then, you remember Sarah, before Sarah conceived Isaac, God showed up again. And God has to say to, just to make sure, let them know. He says, this time next year, this is what's going to happen. Sarah laughed. So why did you laugh? I'm telling you, this is the Lord. Next year, this time, and she says, I didn't laugh. Okay. I mean, I mean, I wasn't laughing at all. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> 90 years old woman giving birth. That's kind of wild. But she did laugh. But God spoke it. And God confirmed it. He said, this time next year. He always does it. And we were created in his image. We were created in his likeness. And so, if we, if we want these things to happen, we got to speak it. I feel so sorry for Christians who constantly speak sickness. And weakness. They get a little sympathy and they're happier with it. I don't want that. I just don't want that. Yes, I can feel sick. But I don't have to tell everybody that I'm feeling sick so they can have sympathy on me and say, Are you okay, brother? Good luck. Are you okay? My head, I have a splitting headache. And then you walk from that person looking for another person. Uh, then they say, oh, you look horrible. Yes, I look horrible. Yes, yes, I'm feeling sick. And they rub your back. Before long, you are in your bed. Oh, oh. I say, buy me flowers, send me food. I don't need your food. I don't need the flowers. I don't. You are preparing yourself to die. And if you keep saying it, you will be sickly. Because in Numbers, God says, just as, I, as, long, he says, as long as I live, God said, 
He's God still living? He says, as long as I live, just as I've heard it from your mouth, that's what you're going to get. You will die in this wilderness. And guess what? They all died. Every one of them that said it died in the wilderness. Those individuals that were born, that didn't know how to speak like that, they all went into the, they all went into the promised land. But everyone who said those crazy stuff, God says, as long as I live. And I believe when God says the thing, it's eternal. When God has spoken, as long as I live, that word is still here today. And if you, if you speak it, you know, when I've done that, you know what? I beg God for forgiveness. Can you help me erase those things? You are God. Please go back and catch those words and kill them. Kill those words that I said out of ignorance. Because your words matter. Your words succeed. Listen to this. In Genesis 1 verse 11, every promise with his seed and his kind. Listen to what he said. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass. The herb that yields seed. And the fruit tree that yields fruit. According to what? According to his kind. According to his kind. Whose seed is in his, itself. You see, the word of God has seed in itself. According to his kind. So, the same thing, words have seed in themselves. According to the kind of, you speak sickness, that's the kind of thing you get. That's the kind of produce or harvest you will get. You speak health. That's why God said, I never used to understand it. God said, let the weak say, I am strong. God said, don't say it. Yeah, well, God, can I just speak the truth? Forget about that. That's, your feeling is not the truth. What God says is the truth. Let the weak. So I know I'm weak. But God says, don't say it. Why? Because he knows if you keep saying it, you are going to get weaker until you die. So he said, let the weak say, watch the weak. If you're feeling sick, God says, don't say it. Is it real? Faith comes. God says, don't say those things. You can think it, but don't give birth to it by saying it. You can't stop yourself from thinking it. And it's pressure from Satan trying to make you change your confession. To say it. And once you say it, you've given birth to the baby. Now you, know, you can't get rid of it. You got to take care of it. You got to give it milk. And grow to give you troubles because you, can't, you give birth to, to trouble. You, tr- you throw away the baby, the state will arrest you and put you in jail. It's now your baby. You gave birth to it. Every seed according to its time. Every promise according to its time. Sometimes you, I, I had a, vision, a, a dream and God was showing me what you sow into your life, that's what you're going to get. It's, it's, it's a, a great man. In one area, there was a time in my life, I didn't know how to pray for the sick. I didn't know what to do. 
And after this year, my mother said, I'm blind. Pray for me. I felt like, Mama, could you please leave me alone? My ministry is to pray for people to receive the Holy Spirit. I wrote a book on that. That was my main thing. I was glad. If you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I have strengthened myself in that area. Amen. I knew exactly what to do. You tell me, once you're saved, even if you got saved the same day, I had these meetings, crusades, they would come saved the same night, 40, 50 of them. I, can, I know what to do. I, I didn't have to worry about it. I didn't have to think about faith. I speak the word and I act on it and they're all speaking in tongues. But pray for the sick. No, that's not my ministry, I said. Because I didn't receive this seed, right? You have to put that inside of you. If it's not there, faith comes by. So now, since it's not there, then you begin to gather the words from the word of God to birth faith inside of you. And after it's gotten to a place, you want to do something about it. You really want to act on it. That's the way it works. You don't have to worry about how it works. Just have the seed inside of you. Speak it. Keep speaking it. It may not happen overnight. But keep saying it. Let me show you the scripture. So important. Please hold on to this scripture. and get, May God give you understanding tonight. How important this is. Because what we do, after speaking it for a week, he says, God, Pastor, I've been speaking it for a whole week. Nothing has changed. I don't think this thing is working. You made a mistake. You don't have to know how it works. Just keep doing what God said to do. In, in Mark chapter 4, verse 26 through uh, 29, he says, and he said, the kingdom of God. In other words, Jesus is showing us how the kingdom works. He says, the kingdom of God is as if a man, as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. So what we're talking about seed, the word of God is seed, right? Should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day. So you've already spoken the word, but you don't know how it's going to produce. That's not your business. Your business is to sow the seed. Speak the word. You sleep by night and rise by day. And the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. You don't know how it's going to work. And Jesus is talking about sowing the seed of the word. Speaking it. Speak it. That's your job. Forget about it. How it's going to work and produce for you. That's not your business. That is his business. But the seed itself has the ability to produce for itself. Every grain has the ability to reproduce itself. And the word of God is seed. It says it sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. You cannot know how this word that you're speaking. You notice you can, when you plant, it's going to be a long time before the harvest comes. But you don't worry about it. You know you've already sown, right? And you are expecting that faith. Once you speak the word, it's going to come back to you. You're going to have a harvest. But with the word of God, God wants us to continue to sow those seeds. 
Because you plant and then you water, right? And then it's the same. The water, the, the planting is the seed. The watering is the word of God still. Both are the word, right? So you keep watering it when you speak the word, right? I planted, Apollos watered. But how did they plant? Paul planted by speaking the word. Apollos watered by speaking the word. No difference. So you speak the word and then you continue to speak the word. That's watering. If you speak the words, that's your son and you have corn in the ground. And the next day you go up and dig it up to look at it. And you bury it and come next day. Following day you come back, you dig it up and you look at it. And you go back out and dig it up every day. You're not going to have a habit. You bury it and you forget. That's what it's saying. You don't know how. But you water it. And it's going to bring fruit to you. He himself does not know. Verse 28. For the earth yields crop by itself. The word of God yields crop by itself. By itself. He's by itself. You have to trust the word of God. Even though you don't feel anything, we walk by faith and we don't walk by feeling. You keep saying it because God said so. Your, your body and your feelings, everything is contrary to what you, what's happening to you. But you don't quit because if you quit, you're double-minded. You keep doing the same thing. And they may laugh at you and mock at you and say, well, <laughs> you've been saying the same thing for one year and nothing has happened. That's because the harvest is really big. The harvest is really big. You see, God's looking for faithfulness and consistency. This toe and fro thing, today your heart, tomorrow you're cold, back and forth. God doesn't like that. That's a fruitcake. We have to stay faithful and consistent. You know, I know when God says, now I know. I know that you fear God because you're consistent. When things are bad, you stay exactly the same. And no fear. I know we are tempted to fear. Every one of us. When things come at us, we are tempted to fear. But we know what the word says. This book of the law, the word of God, the book of the law must not depart from your mouth. And Jesus showed us the example when he was tempted. And you think that, well, that was what kind of temptation? Turned stone to bread? You may not understand. That was almost as strong as the temptation at the garden. Of Eden. Jesus had to overcome all of those temptations. And when he was through, an angel had to minister to him. That's how tough that situation was. For the earth yields crops by itself. The word of God will produce for you by itself. Just keep sowing. That's what he's saying. The earth Jesus is giving us a parable. This is the kingdom, the way it works. The word of God is prominent in the kingdom of God. It is all about the word of God. When we go out preaching, it's the word of God. Look at what God's done. What changed you? The word of God. The reason you're here tonight is because the word of God transformed your life. It's the word of God. 
When you start, you end the same way. Paul said of the Galatians, who bewitched you? Oh, foolish Galatians, you started this way, now you're turning to flesh, and it's not going to work. The Word of God changed your life. And the same Word of God can produce for you. It's all about the Word of God. He's the seed. And if, even if you don't feel anything, just keep saying what God says. Sometimes I pray and I'll get away from everybody, maybe come into the sanctuary here, where I can shout my confession. Oh, yes. I have to say the things that I know are coming against me, coming against the ministry. Some of it I don't know, but I know how Satan works. And he can use innocent people to start coming against you. So you have to deal with that. So I have to make my confession, trusting God alone with things I can't see. How it works, I don't understand it. But God's word says it works. It says when the grain is ripened, immediately it puts the sickle up and we have our harvest. Let me say this. Jesus made us to know. He, says, he said to us, by your word, let me read that scripture, okay? He says in, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 and 37, But I say to you that every idle word that men shall speak, Every idle word that men shall speak, men shall speak, men shall speak. Every idle word that men shall speak. How many humans do we have here tonight? <laughs> Every idle word. How many have spoken idle words? <laughs> Were you going to give account one day? The most prom- one of the most prominent things on the day of judgment is the words that you speak. He says, for every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. So one prominent thing on the day of judgment, one prominent thing, one of the most prominent thing on the day of judgment is going to be about the words that you spoke while you were on the earth. Because if you are giving account for idle words that you didn't mean, surely the ones you meant, they're there also. You give account of them on the day of judgment. And then he tells you why. He tells you why. He says, for or because, I always change that word for, because by the words that you speak, you are justified, and by the words that you speak, you are condemned. What that means to me, by the words you speak, you are able to receive from God, and by the same words, by words that you speak, you are refused by God. Because of the words that you speak. Your words will determine whether you are sick or sickly or healthy. Your words determine that. That's condemned or justified. By your words, you are condemned or justified. By your words, 
you can determine whether you be your divorce will determine whether you are sickly or healthy. Your words will determine whether you are weak or you are strong, according to this word. Your words will determine your future. What you say, according to the word. Otherwise, why would you judge a person because he said silly words if they had no effect on anybody's life? It's the word. What you speak is that critical. The same word will determine. Those words will determine whether you are joyful or sad. Depending on what you're saying. The same words. The words that come out of your mouth. The most prominent thing on the day of judgment. One of the most prominent things. Listen to what it says. In James chapter 1 verse 26. If anyone among you thinks he is religious. In other words. You have lying straight to God. Religious. Meaning you are a good Christian. That's what it means. Religious is not like a religious person. No. This means you are a good Christian. If you think you are a really good Christian and does not bridle his tongue, in other words, you don't know what to say, but you don't say things right, bridle your tongue, but deceives his own heart. He says this one's religion is useless or in vain. You can be very righteous by saying all the right wrong stuff from your mouth. And God says, you pray all the time, you speak in tongues all the time, you do all of that, but your words are contrary to his word, your religion is in vain. You are not getting anything. It's not going to help you, it's not going to help anybody. That's what the scripture says. It's not saying, don't ever say a word. Jesus spoke a lot. He spoke a lot. But everything he was saying was the word of God. He spoke a lot. Sometimes prayed before people. He said a lot of words. You can read uh, Matthew 13. Or chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7 of Matthew. Sermon on the Mount. That's a lot of words. He answered people when they spoke to him. He spoke. He spoke all He's not saying don't say anything. Well, I'm being, I'm being very holy. So you don't say anything. Guess what? If you don't say anything... Guess what you don't get? If you don't sow, you're not going to reap. If you don't say anything, if you don't, you get nothing. You said nothing. You get, but brightly, your tongue, you put the bridle, right? To direct your life, right? If you're writing, right? You direct them where you want to go. It's your mouth. So you do exactly what you should say. And you know what I know? The word of God says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You can start today and start doing the, the word of God. You know, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You know, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. Those are scriptures you can speak. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you're going through difficult time, and then you're going back and forth. Now, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, because God, you are with me. And as you're speaking those words, those words are God. And you know, the beginning, the Bible says, the, the, was the Word. And the Word was 
with God and the word was God. So when you're speaking the word, I shall have no fear. Though I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, God knows. Guess who is with you? The word of God. God himself. He is with you as you go through the shadow of death. It's just a shadow you're going through and God's with you. You're going to make it. But you got to say it. 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 Yes, I feel oppressed. I feel it. But I'm saying, even though I'm going through this, I don't care. God's with me. And he promised, I'll never leave you. I'll never. So I'm acknowledging what he said. And God is pleased. Your religion is in vain when you don't know what to say when tough times come. This is what Christianity is all about. This is a weak Christian. You know, they are afraid at work. They are afraid when troubles come, they complain like they are. The guy says, I don't see any difference between me and you. I know you pray all night, but man, you are as fearful as the rest of us. When they are threatening to fire people, you are sad. You got this, your long face. And you're asking, what am I going to do now? And the person says, I thought you are a person of the faith. And you say, why don't you come to my church on Sunday? He says, I don't think you can help me. You are as troubled as the rest of us. But when they see you saying, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You know, they are watching. And he says, why do you keep saying that stuff? Don't you realize we're all going to be fired? And you say, they didn't hire me. God hired me. He's losing his mind. Something is not wrong. And then all of a sudden, they fire the, they, they tend to fire you. Or before, a day before, this is just what I think. A day before they fire you, everybody, you got a good job. And you come and say, guess what, fellas? I just got a brand new job. And they're going to pay me more. He said, this guy has been saying the Lord is my shepherd. Look at him. And they come to you and say, you know, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Would you pray for me, please? They have discovered you are the light of the world. Let me tell you something. When you say those words boldly, they are listening, right? And they are watching. The devil is listening. And he's watching. The angels are listening. And they're watching. And guess who else is listening? God's listening. And he knows every one of them is watching. And the Bible says, he watches over his word to perform it. The more you say it with confidence, God says, I found a friend. I know they're watching. I can't disappoint him because it's not about you. It's about the Son of God. Who is the word of God? And God will not disappoint you. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent ones take it by force. It's not fighting with God or fighting with the devil. You know how to be violent? What you're saying. What you're saying. And you can have it. If you say the word, we all go through tough times. 
We've gone through tough times. But you got to stay with the word. Oh gosh, my time. But I got to say this. It's so important. Then I'll stop, okay? Do you know what pastor says finally and then finally? Now that I have your attention, I'm not going to let you go. <laughs> but notice, Jesus says something. He said, by the words of your mouth. He says, not what goes into a man. You remember that scripture? That defiles a man. But what comes out of his mouth. You defied your whole life and made it, make it to stink because of what you're saying. I believe once you're saved, as a baby, you have to learn to talk now. Right? Speak your father's language. You miss a place to say amen. It's very good. Speak your father's language. Speak your father's language. If you were born in Africa and you start speaking and you have an American accent, who sent you to America? Speak your father's language. The word of God. That's what Jesus did. He spoke his father's language. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. Your words defile you. Not what you eat, Jesus said, but the words that come out of your mouth, they bring you defilement. And if it's not right, when you defile yourself, then you can't be in God's presence anymore. Nothing defiled comes into his presence. And what defies us, what robs us, what we are saying. I've got to learn how to talk. Because we came from the world. I have to learn my father's native language. And begin to speak that way. I know the time is gone. Could you stand up with me tonight? I, I, I don't have a doubt. I'm not going to ask you if you, had, you received something from this. I know you did. You receive something from the word tonight. All we need to do is practice. And put a stop. Put a stop to what comes out of your mouth. You can think it as Satan is pressuring you to say something. I mean, I've shared the woman I prayed with, Sheila, in England who had cancer. She was dying of cancer. Then I told, after praying for her, I told her, you must never tell anybody that you have cancer. She looked at me and said, what do I say then? I said, tell them the doctor say." I have cancer. And then they will ask you, what do you say if the doctor says, you don't believe what the doctor says? Tell them, by his stripes, I am healed. And guess what? She's still alive to today. I think it's over 10 years now. Because we just started ministry then. It's over 10 years. She's still alive to today. Did I do it? No. She changed that confession. Because immediately said, she said to me, call my husband. He is the one telling everybody I'm dying. They had to call him. And I'm sure they believed, they received. And she's still alive today. From a deadly cancer. Deadly cancer. Would you lift your hands up to the Lord tonight? And believe the word. I know no matter where you are, things can change tonight. Determine in your heart, I'm going to change. Let the word of God 
change me tonight. And I'm not going to say those things that my eyes see. And I'm not going to say those things that especially they are not part of the word of God that my ears hear. I'm not going to say those things. I'm going to confess what God said. Because that's, what Je- that's how Jesus lived his life. Jesus said, the Bible says, he is our example. Jesus is. And we follow him. Father, thank you tonight for, uh, for your children. We've heard your word tonight. Teach us how to speak. Let faith arise in our hearts from your word so that we can receive all the spiritual blessings with which you have blessed us in spirit in heavenly places. Thank you, Lord, because it's your will for us to prosper according to your word and to have good success. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you.